Hi, I'm Sarah, the mom of a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I'm Claire, the mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. Welcome to the middle of everything, and I miss your face. I know! We (laughs) haven't talked to each other. Like, other than a few texts, and I mean, it feels like, like two weeks. Yeah, that's the thing about um, being podcast buddies is, <laughs> like, on a weekly or more frequently basis, mm-hmm. we get to talk, sit, get together and chat for an hour. We're so. guaranteed both a recordable conversation and an off-mic conversation <laughs> to get caught up, and we exactly. missed it this week because we had scheduling it's difficulties. Too much. So, I'm so happy to see you. And we're back in the studio. It's back open. We have a guest coming in. So it's exciting. Yes. So we have so much to talk about. And we started to talk about some of these things offline. And then I, and then we stopped because save it, save it, save it, save it. it. (laughs) The cursed, the another curse of being podcast buddies. So number one, Mm -hmm. I want to hear about your health because I saw an Insta. I, yeah. yeah, so listeners, you, guys you might good. notice I've got a little um, rasp in my voice. If you hear an odd edit happen during this episode, it's probably because I had some sort of coughing or sneezing fit because that's been happening a lot. Yeah, so my six-year-old was sick. I got sick, just like a cough, cold thing. Situation. Weather change. Yeah. This morning, or as of last night, my husband also began getting sick, which means... My entire morning consisted of, (laughs) like, every 30 seconds from him, which I can't even with that. Like, I mean, I I stayed home yesterday. I worked a little bit from home. I laid on the couch. I, you know, I wasn't super productive, but I don't feel like I need to, you know, vocalize it every 30 seconds with a grunt, maybe. I don't know. Is it's just men, right? Like every time they're sick, it's the end of the world. Yeah. So he's our, we're, we're supposed to go uh, to a party tonight to a, a friend of mine from high school is in town. She lives in Phoenix and we were going to go. All, everyone's supposed to get together. And he's already like, I don't know if I can do it, which I get. That's fine. Yeah. But just the the dramatics have yeah. already started with him this morning. So I'm, I think I'm coming off the tail end of it. We have lots of hot tea, lots of, you know, like lemon and things like that going on. Well, at least maybe having, you know, we all want to be sympathetic when yes. our spouses aren't feeling the mm-hmm. best and maybe having just gone through it yourself, it gives you a little extra. You're so nice. A little extra. No, I've already, we're sitting <laughs> already done this morning and I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Which I got... <laughs> in response to so hey i think that is like one of the cardinal sins of podcasting is yep. making those gross weird noises yep. on mic so that and chewing from yeah, what i can no, tell like those are the things that mm-hmm. absolutely so don't don't write in or i mean write in because we always yeah. love to hear from you guys but but you know your husband does it too god yes absolutely yeah all, love the demo they do it so okay so while we're talking about your body and bodily sure, functions. Sure, uh-huh. Now I want to talk. Yeah, now I want to transition um, smoothly into another <laughs> bomb you just dropped on me when I walked mm-hmm. in, which is that you're now keto. Well, just <laughs> like that. Yeah. So I, you notice it has been too long. And I did not say honey because I can't have that anymore. Really? It's okay. sugar. It's sugar. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I just started on Monday. You know, I, I I'm at that point where I was just like nothing else is working. So I'm just going to, I can do anything for a month. I'm going to try it for a month and see where I go. Um, and so far it's been fine. Um, Mm -hmm. it was weird. You know, a lot of people say with that, like you don't feel well for like the whole first week or the first several days, but I was sick anyway. So I don't know what a which God, you were doing it and was. you were sick. I, w- I need comfort food home. when I'm sick. So yesterday was the first day I actually wanted like bread because all week I had, I mean, I already, I don't eat a lot of sugar to begin with. I'm not like a sweets person. I'm more of like a crunchy, salty. That's what I want to eat all the time in bread. So there are all these weird kind of keto friendly recipes you can make Mm -hmm. that make a bread like substance out of it's honestly it's just almond flour Mm -hmm. and instead of regular flour so I tried it and you make I like I was like I'm just gonna make it in a mug like there's these ones you can like put in a mug and Mm -hmm. microwave 
it wasn't too bad. And I get to put a lot of butter on it. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> yesterday was the first day I really was kind of like, and I was stuck in my house all day mm. and we were running low on some of the foods sure. I had been eating. And I was getting frustrated because I didn't feel like going to the store and I had a sick kid who didn't want to go to the store. So I had to sort of make do, but <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. Um, you get into your forties and things just <laughs> don't work anymore. And then this year has been like unexplicable weight gain all year because I've, you know, like been actively trying to do things and nothing and is it's working. Just not working. So I just thought, yeah. Hey, you know, why not give us a shot? Absolutely. What have you tried before? <laughs> because keto, um, so I don't, I'm, I'm definitely not as up on it as I feel like everyone else in my world is, but it's like Atkins, right? Yeah. And I'm not being super strict just because I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I, for me, anything that involves a lot of counting of and logging and things like yeah. that, it just, I can't, it's just like one more thing to mess with. And I'm on the go all the time. And I know those things have apps, but I have a million things I'm needing to be doing for work while I'm on the go. So it's just really hard for me to be super strict with those things. Um, so generally so no sugar. Just do, it's no sugar, no carbs, or very low of all those. Mm-hmm. So it's high fat, medium protein-ish, I think, and then very low carbs. So mm-hmm. I can eat, I've can. i eaten a lot of eggs. I'm kind of getting tired of eggs. Um, cheese, vegetables, but not certain vegetables. Like I went out and bought a bag of carrots and then found out I'm not supposed to be eating carrots because they're like a starchy, mm-hmm. sugary, I guess. Uh, vegetable. But like a leafy green would be Leafy okay. greens. Most other vegetables, hardly any fruit, which is the one thing I am missing because I, again, I'm not like a sugary person, but I like fruit. So really the only fruits are like raspberries, blueberries, like basically any berries and then avocados, which mm-hmm. I consider almost a vegetable, but. I don't think you get um, to pick whether avocado is a fruit or a I vegetable. Just, it, it's not sweet. <laughs> so in my brain, it's a vegetable. Got it. It doesn't. It doesn't satisfy your the fruity. Sugar. No, it does not. Craving. No. Okay. Got uh, it. And then butter, oil, fat, yeah. and then so I've had a lot of like salads with eggs and blue cheese and oh okay. I mean, so it, it softens the blow. I yeah. think of being on a quote unquote diet um, because there's some things I wouldn't have normally eaten that now I can eat. So. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. We'll report back. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What's going on with you? Um, million things. I just got back from Dallas Mm -hmm. for a little work excursion. Um, everything's happening all the time. Last week, we have not you, but your child. I have a a nine-year-old now. Oh, we got to re-record that intro. Um, so just imagine this is me saying I'm Claire and I have a nine-year-old and a (laughs) six-year-old. Um, just. Listeners, just, you yeah. know, replace that mentally with what you heard earlier. We had a birthday that included a sleepover and a trip to uh, Climb Tulsa. Have you oh, guys been there yet? No, it's a brand new climbing gym, you guys, and it is cool. Um, I happen to know the guy that opened it. Cool. Um, and so that's why it was just kind of on my radar. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, they've got a great location by the highway and my kiddo saw it and he's like, what's that? And mm-hmm. so I was able to tell him what it was and he really wanted to try it. So all ages situation. Nice. Um, my husband's actually gone a several times since then mm-hmm. and um, says it's, you know, he, he's a cyclist typically. Like well, well, yeah, he is. He's is just <laughs> kind of a guy that likes to do things like that. But um he rides his bike, but now we're getting into kind of the time of year where that's harder to do um, all the time, just with time change and it being dark and cold and rainy and all that stuff. So he's looking for another activity and he has really loved it. Nice. So anyway, nice. Bowie might like it. Yeah. Um, do they, they have, these have like little a kid harnesses? Kid party setup. They do. Just, okay. So they've got a separate room where they can teach yoga classes, or you can rent it out for a party. Mm-hmm. And if you rent it out for a party, it looked like they had like a whole. They had special walls that were just for your party, so you wouldn't have to like be climbing with the general population, nice. which I thought was cool. So anyway, yep, climb Tulsa. We can link up okay. to it. It was really, it was really fun, and I, I recommend. A party idea. Right yeah, now. yeah. I mean, of course, right? Yeah. Anything new indoor? Yeah. 
fun. You know, kid friendly for sure. We are planning for Halloween. I think we're going to get into that next week Mm. a little bit more. I still have no costume idea for myself. Everyone in my house is costumed up. I don't know how you other moms feel about it. I love dressing up. (laughs) Um, It's one of my favorite things to do. And my MO has been um, strong, powerful women. Mm -hmm. So, example, I've been Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I have been Professor McGonagall. (laughs) I have been Franny Fisher. So, if you have any ideas, Sarah, can you ask people on the social media? Because I I don't know how to do that. Okay, thanks. (laughs) I'm really struggling, and I'm I've only got a few weeks left, as you guys know, two weeks left, not even. So um, that's you know a a little a little back of the brain obsession that's happening right now. Um, Yeah, constant scouring. Okay, and in regards. just thinking about putting things out on social media. Also, guys, we are going to have our listener Q&A episode coming up in a few weeks. We have already started getting some questions in, which we love. So That makes please, me so excited. Please, so please send us more questions. We've had a few parenting-type questions come in and a couple of personal questions come in. So all types welcome. Um, please send those our way. I think we know each other well enough at this point, listeners. You yeah. can ask away. There's no, there's no boundary. Um, and while you are surfing around on social media or email, or please feel free to leave us a review. We would love it. And we need more. So um, don't forget to do that. <laughs> Tell them who our guest is today, Sarah. All right. So we have Kara with Cultivated Fashion coming in today. She is a fellow podcast host, which is always Ooh. fun. Um, she's going to talk to us about fast fashion, sort of why that's not the best idea and give us some tips for purchasing more ethically as we move on down the road. So we will be back in just a minute with Kara. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at the middle of everything podcast.com on Instagram or Facebook at the middle of everything and on Twitter at T M O E podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye. All right, guys, we are back with Kara from Cultivated Fashion and Cultivated Conversation. Say hi, Kara. Hi, guys. So we're excited to have another podcaster on. Um, We met you guys. We're going to do a little toot-toot of both of our horns. We were both listed as podcast to watch in Tulsa. Yeah. So I saw you guys on that list, started listening, and then we've met in person uh, now twice. But (laughs) lots of... um, Instagram chatting back yeah. and forth, which is always fun. Um, so just to clarify, Cultivated Conversation is the name of the podcast, did I right? Say it no, I don't oh. think you did. I just don't know if we if we specified that. So, so Cultivated Fashion is is your blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Kara's blog. So yeah. we're yeah, if you're searching that in iTunes, Cultivated Conversation. So we were just picking Kara's brain about podcasting um, techniques yeah. because we don't always oh get to talk to other people about how they do it. And then I, we, we have a million things we want to talk to her about, but this is, I think, a really great one. She started to talk, and I said, no, 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 wait. So <laughs> I want to hear about your process, so how you come up with your ideas and what you, yeah, what, what a, the making of a podcast looks like for you guys. Oh, a whole process. Yeah. So for us, like, we're doing ethical fashion is really what we're talking about. So we want to talk to shoppers. We want to talk to brand owners. So uh, we want to bring this big conversation down to where me as a mom of a three and a four year old can do it and it's not overwhelming. So, um, we think through that, like what's going to help our listeners. And then, so how long have you been podcasting? Kara? A year. Nice. That's a fun milestone. Yeah. That's yeah. We're coming up on a year. I should look back when it's, yeah. I was do just some anniversary. <laughs> yeah. On the way over here, I was thinking when we hit like certain milestones, we should have like Absolutely. a certain, I don't know, do so, something. So when did the, the blog came first, right? So it all kind of started, we had this idea we wanted to make our own brand of clothes someday. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we started, we made our website, and then we wanted it to be lifestyle and with a blog, and Mm -hmm. we wanted to do a vlog as well and a podcast, and then we started podcasting, and we were like, whoa, this is a lot. (laughs) So. That's where it stayed for a year now. Yeah. Okay. But they're so. great topics. And what I like is you guys really, like you said, take this very broad 
concept of ethical purchasing Mm -hmm. versus fast fashion and sort of break it down into smaller, way more focused topics to kind of help, you know, narrow down Mm -hmm. some options for that. So it's um, such an overwhelming topic. Yeah. And so, you know, we were talking when Claire came in about just clothes and fall clothes and she was talking about um, a service that she uses and that I've used in the past. But this is that time of year where I get into like a frenzy of like, oh my gosh, like my leggings from last year are worn out, uh-huh. you know, or I, I hate that plaid shirt now. I need to like swap Wait, it out. Plaid no, my this <laughs> is adorable. Yeah. So, can I borrow it? No, totally. I'm just kidding. I just found a Ralph Lauren plaid shirt at a consignment store and it has like a patch of leather right here. I think it's for guns. Oh, yeah. which I'm not a gun person. Cool. But yeah. Like, leather patch. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Vintage just, Ralph Lauren. The blind leading the blind on yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think that's what that's for. Because yeah. you know? <laughs> it's not on both shoulders. It's just yeah. on one. Interesting. And on your right shoulder. Uh-huh. I assume I that's where you hold the gun. I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong crowd <laughs> here. Yeah. We're, we don't have any hunters. Or, I don't, you, Josh doesn't hunt, does he? He has, but okay. does... I, not a thing. No. Okay. Not a thing. <laughs> okay. Right. So dive in because, you know, this is the time of year when you blaze through Target, freak out, and buy like uh-huh. a crappy sweater that's going to mm-hmm. wear out or pill up the first uh-huh. time you wash it. And that is exactly what we all don't want to be doing. Right. So talk us through fast fashion, sort of who, what, when, where, why. Fast and, fashion yeah. for beginners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So one. it's such a big topic. So you think about our grandparents' age. They had four seasons. They had four fashion seasons. So they would go in the spring and buy clothes for spring. They would go in the summer and then in the fall and the winter. Um, now our retail stores, you go to the mall and they want you to come back every seven days because every seven days they're going to have a whole new line of clothes. And to get you back in the store to purchase so often, you're going to need to purchase. So those clothes are not very well made and they have to be cheap for you to be able to do that. So the big thing with that, the two big things for me are if that those clothes are that cheap, how did they get made? And people that were making those clothes, how were they paid a living wage? How were they treated? And then is it really that great of quality? Like you're talking about running through Target and grabbing a cheap sweater. You're going to wear it two or three times and then it lost its shape. Mine, mine and go through a, a phase if I do that. I've, I've really, I think, been better in the last year or so about not doing this. But, like, it's like you, oh, maybe I can wear that for work for, like, a month. And then it gets downgraded uh-huh. to, like, a weekend <laughs> shirt. Yeah. And, or, you know, and then yep. it finally hits the bin. So. I'm sure this is something that you're pretty familiar with, Kara. But I... I like to think about like the cost per wear. So yes, like setting absolutely. aside the first thing you talked about, which is super important, but like this idea of like buying. And, and the reason I thought about it was how it sort of entered my psyche was I was, I wanted to buy something really expensive. It was mm-hmm. a leather jacket. Yeah. And I remember mulling over this leather uh-huh. jacket at Dillard's for, I don't know, weeks probably uh-huh. because sure. it was significantly more than I would ever typically spend, but I loved it. I loved it. And finally a girlfriend was just like, that is the kind of jacket you have forever. Right. Like, yeah. like you would have that for 20 years mm-hmm. and it would just, you know, you take care of it. And, um, and, and she introduced me to this idea of cost per wear. And so I loved it from like a buying investment pieces mm-hmm frame of mind, Mm -hmm. but I think you can also apply it to this fast fashion stuff, which is, yes, that's only a $20 sundress, but if you're really going to wear it twice, then all of a sudden, maybe it looks less appealing Mm -hmm. from an investment. That's not even the, yeah, exactly. It works both ways. And they, in the ethical fashion world, they talk about getting 30 wears out of a piece of clothing. Mm So can you, so you think about that when you're buying that leather jacket, can I wear this 30 times and it's still be in good condition and also challenges you to not buy on the whim. Right. Like, okay, like let me that. think That's about my closet. Number to sort of keep Thir- in your brain. 30. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we're thinking about, you know, we, we want to avoid fast fashion, both just because of the, you know, the, the waste of it, the mm-hmm. sheer waste of clothes that end up, you know, a goodwill, which is a great way to reuse. But then um, I think I heard on your podcast, you were saying some countries in Africa, like won't even accept yes. those clothes anymore. Cause it takes away from the, 
the from, people there that mm-hmm. are needing to make clothes and make from their industry, their oh, economy. Oh, so they the, the donated clothes are a problem now because mm-hmm. the people there that are trying to earn a living wage by making. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Wow, that's a whole like thought process of charitable giving as well, mm-hmm. giving stuff when maybe we should be investing in their economy instead of giving free things away. Right. It's a whole mindset There's, of like, wait, what? Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. A, that's a whole other sort of avenue to think about. And, you know, in addition to just again, quality and then think about how people are paid and how people are treated when they're making that. Are there, are there any other sort of points on why we should avoid fast fashion or anything else to sort of hit on there? And then I wanted to hear about ways to dip into purchasing more ethically yeah. and sort of different way, approaches to doing that. Yeah. So the best way, even just defining ethical fashion, I think is a great place to start. And Bethany over at the Root Collective, they have a great boot company, mm-hmm. which is what I'm wearing today. Oh. Um, she defines it. Is it kind to people, kind to the planet, kind to animals? So thinking about that livable wages, how people are treated, and then what it's doing to the earth and then animals as well. The down in your jackets, how that's, how they actually get that down is horrific. And so there's just a whole, like, for me, the priority is how people are treated. Mm -hmm. But then also when you think down to like the planet and how this disposable fast fashion is getting, how we're getting rid of that and Mm -hmm. how it's ending up in landfills and uh, true cost is a great movie. And they talk about how, you know, what the next season's, color is going to be by what color the rivers in China run because of the pollution that goes out into the water from the factories. So it's just this whole big, like it can be overwhelming. True cost is a great movie to watch on. There's so many like facets to this, you know? So, okay. So if someone is interested in, you know, start starting just, where do we start? Like, you know, when you start thinking about all those things, you're just like, oh my God, I'm just going to wear a so sack every day for the <laughs> yeah. rest of my so life. That was, but yeah. anyway, like where, where do you start? Like, what do you recommend as a starting point? Yeah. So we talk about just like the, why we do it is so overwhelming that you kind of freeze up sometimes. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. <laughs> but we say, start with what's in your closet. If you can wear what's in your closet, mm-hmm. mend it, you know, um, even like we talk, we've talked to the Tulsa Taylor on our podcast about just getting close to fit you and right. taking care of your clothes. That's mm-hmm. a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you have a special occasion, instead of going to buy a new dress, could you borrow it from a friend or could you swap? Um, and then consignment is a whole, like, yeah. to me, it's the best way to start. Purchasing and, ethically. And does, does vintage fall into that too? Oh, That's yeah. The same, right? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> that like, whole like. I do love. That is my jam. Yeah. yeah. So like vintage consignment thrift, that's a whole mm-hmm. great way because for me, it's not. So you think of your big mainstream fast fashion companies, H&M, Zara, Forever 21. So I don't want to give them my money. And even backing up, I probably wouldn't buy them at a consignment store because <laughs> you can't get very many wares of them. Out of them. But when I shop consignment, I'm not giving those big companies my money, Mm -hmm. right? But I can still purchase items that I know will fit me well. A small business owner, a local small business owner. Yeah. There's not a lot of chain consignment places, I don't Mm -hmm. think. Yeah. At least here. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. So you go through those and then when you're, so when you need to buy something new, that's when you go to, okay, where can I get this ethically? Who has, who is making this ethically? Who's, has good practices. And that's where like folks like us come in that can say, Hey, we know the companies you should purchase from. We've already done the research. I love that. So thinking about when you were talking about swapping or borrowing, I know like Claire and I have both used a service called La Tote, which Uh is like a sort of clothing rental. If you Uh like, you pay a monthly fee and then you can swap it out as many times as you want. And I love that one. It gives you a chance to sort of, Again, you're not purchasing uh-huh. things. You're just sort of re-wearing them and they launder them between, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, for instance, even the shirt I have on, 
I got, I ended up buying from them, but I wore it two or three times to make sure I uh-huh. liked it. You know, and it's like, you know, cause we, I've done that. I'm sure we've all done it where you buy something. It seems like a great idea in the store and yeah. then you actually wear it and you're like, Oh, this is a bad choice. Right. And so it gives you that opportunity to make sure mm-hmm. you really want to like it. Yeah. And so I've worn this a million times, um, because I knew before I bought it that I was going to do that. Yeah. Um, I also think the brands, they, that they carry are, I don't know whether they're like, I haven't done the research to know that all the brands are ethical or anything like that, but I do know that they're just not that cheap, fast fashion. Right. They're like, high quality. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like somebody who, again, the material's good. Mm-hmm. I feel like probably the person who made it could make a living wage based on the retail price right. and things like that. So I, I agree. It was actually one of my, um, we had this conversation when I started it because Sarah introduced me to the idea of clothing rental. And I was like a little weirded out at first, um, but I was going back to work full time uh-huh. and I knew I just didn't have thousands of dollars to yeah. drop on new, nice professional clothes. And I also knew I didn't want to go hit up the, late, the nearest big box for mm-hmm. just like junky just stuff to through, just to get right. through. Yeah. So I was like, let me try this. And it's been wonderful because like every week I have something new, high quality to wear, and then I just send it back. So I do have actually, I did get into an interesting conversation with somebody else about the environmental toll of all that shipping, oh, um, which I thought was an interesting conversation. Yeah. But again, like it can all get overwhelming. Yeah. I think you just kind of have to start somewhere yeah. and do what feels good and do it in a mindful sure. yeah. way as I maybe mindful is a great way to put it. I have a friend that's in college and she was in town and we were out at um, Reconciliation Park and we're wearing the same shorts from a fast fashion <laughs> company. And I was like, hey, nice shorts. She's like, I know. I've been just thinking about what you're talking about. And <sighs> she just like deep sigh. And she said, I've thought about could I purchase these shorts ethically? And I just don't have the budget for it right now. Mm-hmm. And she was working at like this summer camp. Mm-hmm. And so she needed lots of shorts. And, yeah. but what I loved was that Taylor really thought through sure. that purchase. So it wasn't just like, I'm going to run in and get shorts. It was okay. I'm going to get these shorts, but I need to wear them all summer. And yeah. right. so being mindful, even when you have to make those purchases. Right. So. Cause we don't all have that budget. I mean, because yeah. those things tend to be more expensive. And well, and even with Latote, I mean, like I did it for a while and then I got to a point where I was like, I really don't need to be spending $60 a month on clothes. There's other things mm-hmm. like my never ending backyard project that's taking <laughs> all my money right now. So I'm just going to dial that back. So I just mm-hmm. put it on pause for like six months. I'll think about it again in uh-huh. January, you know, but it was, it's a good sort of kick off the season like mm-hmm. if you if you're just in that funk of needing that and then i know there's i have seen a lot of people do rent the runway uh-huh. for special events yeah again who needs to that go seems like a great idea 500 yeah. bucks on a formal gown that you're gonna wear maybe twice you know mm-hmm. that seems nuts what i love about rent the runway is they when you're going in to look at a dress to rent People that have already rented it are putting their pictures so you can see like how tall they are yes. and um, what their weight is and how it fits them yeah. before you buy it, like before you rent sizes it. sizes too, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the yeah. other thing. Claire and I are both curvy girls and consignment and thrift is tricky uh-huh. when you're not that, you know, size six proportion because mm-hmm. it's just harder to find things that fit correctly but i think that's where tailoring can come yeah in. you know buy something in the bigger size and then get it fit for yourself or you know i think there's yeah. there's a way to do that um again that becomes a little bit more of a financial investment but then maybe you're more apt to take better care of that mm-hmm. you know those things or you get to buy higher quality pants at the consignment store that you wouldn't have normally you know been able to afford and then put that extra money into getting them fit just right for yourself so yeah. I think that's I, that's something I've fallen off on, I think, in the last several years. I used to, well, back when I had a waist before I had children, <laughs> I used to always have to get the waist taken in on everything. You probably mm-hmm. have to do that, too, don't you? Yeah. You got the booty. I do. <laughs> Indeed, I do. It's a nice booty. I wish I had a little more of that. <laughs> so, Kara, how do you, when you're done with clothes in whatever that looks like for you. What do you do? You consign or do you donate or pass on? How do you, what do you do with clothes that, yeah, for whatever reason, either don't fit or mm-hmm. just you've moved on from? 
Yeah, so I have tried consigning my clothes, and they're always so sweet. We're like, oh, this is so well-loved. We're not oh. able to take it. <laughs> you know, so. Like, by the time you run yeah. down, it's By the like time I'm ready so to. Well, well, and sometimes they have uh, limits. That you, there's a code on the tag of your yes. clothes that tells the consignment store what season it was mm-hmm. from. And I know in, the in particular, there's one store here in town that will not take anything over, I think it's three years uh-huh. old. So I've gone in there with yeah. this gorgeous pair of like high quality white pants that are never going out of style. I think I wore them twice because I must have been having a skinny day when I bought those. And then, you know, yeah, you shouldn't shop on children. skinny days. And I was and this was years ago, <laughs> but they were more than three years old by the time I uh-huh. accepted the fact that they were never going to fit me again <laughs> because size six is never happening in my world. <laughs> so but and they wouldn't take them. And yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. These are perfect pants. Like <laughs> someone needs these that will will fit in them. And I can't now I can't I guess I ended up, you know, donating because yeah. I probably took them to uh, dress for success because they were nice. Oh, uh-huh. That's what I tend to do if it's in that weird window. Between... Okay, not everyone may know what dress for success okay. is. Is that in every city? I don't even know. Or just in Tulsa. I don't know. I, I think it's more cities, but okay. maybe not every city. It's a um, place to donate clothes that then they take them to women or women can come in and shop that need new clothes for maybe job interviews. Mm-hmm. And they're coming out of a you know tricky situation. And I don't know what their criteria is exactly for how they get And to they'll shop, also but... take shoes and purses. Yes, and so yeah, the purse thing was a light bulb for me. Women move yeah. back into the professional world that maybe mm-hmm. need that you know option for clothing. So I think that's sort of that mm-hmm. when you're in that gray area between goodwill and consignment. Yeah, like, right. It's that's yeah. a good place to take, and I'm sure most cities have something comparable to that. I'll I'll Google it and link up on the yeah. show notes. Um, I will sometimes like keep it for a swap too. Mm. If I know a friend's going to do a swap soon, I'll keep it for that. Okay. Talk about swaps. I've never participated. I kind of know what they are, but just pretend like I don't because I maybe don't. Yeah. So swap is you get all your girlfriends together and bring clothes that either you've outgrown or just not your style anymore and go to town, shop from your friends. Essentially it's what you do. So you like how many people participate? Are there cocktails involved? Uh, there should be. <laughs> there should be. Got it. That's got it. Take note, listeners. Got it. So there's a vinyasa yoga here in Tulsa. They actually do a big swap every year. And they just, everybody bring your stuff. Okay. And um, I, they must have been 150, 200 women wow. there when I went. I've had a friend do it at her house where it was just like 10 to 15 women. And she actually did it at a noonday collection trunk show, which is a, yeah. a fair trade accessory and jewelry company. So she had a trunk show for that. And then we also swapped clothes. What a great so, idea. Yeah. And you can like accessorize your new outfit while you know, shop. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I did a swap once. This is many years ago, pre-kids. I mean, probably 10 years ago. And it was so fun. Yeah. And um, I, and then it was funny because then I, I uh, several of my clients were at it. And then I would go to their office and they would be wearing my old clothes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, high five. I love it. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're rocking that jacket because I. Like, you mean people would need to be in the same kind of size range? I mean, that's right? the tricky part. Yeah. I think at that point it was, for me, I was either giving things that. I had gotten, you know, gotten a little too big for, or just again, you kind of buy something and you're in a mood, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I thought mustard color floral would be a cute, and it's so <laughs> yeah. not okay right now, you know, or whatever. Oh, it's like, totally in right now. Yeah, it's not okay for me with okay, my skin yeah. tone, but <laughs> yeah. I've been sucked in by the fall. You know, it's like you see all that stuff, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah I can wear mustard yellow, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> wait, no, I cannot. Some women really can. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm jealous of them. And I see them on Pinterest and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to look like that. so cute. Uh, No, where I was going to go when you said Pinterest was, no, I had also a tangent, which was I have discovered that I love using Pinterest for getting new ideas for outfits for pieces Uh that I already have. So, for example, um, Like, I had this sweater, and it was kind of, like, not quite long enough to be a tunic, but kind of chunky, and I just wasn't quite sure, like, how to style it. And so I I hadn't worn it because I – everything I put on with it felt weird or Mm -hmm, something. mm -hmm. And so whatever 
random thing I typed into Pinterest to try and describe this sweater, then came up with, you know, five or six pictures of women wearing similar sweaters in cool ways that mm-hmm. they had pinned. And so, yeah, so it, it, long story short, not really, I <laughs> ended up like having a new outfit that I wore to work and got so many compliments on. Yeah. So I think another interesting thing, like you said, start with your the closet you have, but also like don't give up. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you bought because you love it, but you're just not wearing it, that it could just be that you haven't thought about the thing mm-hmm. in a way that, right. you know. Now the challenge, yeah, the challenge is then to not go, oh, I need those, I need to purchase <laughs> yeah. those boots right. to wear with it or whatever, like, you know, if but if you're committed to this idea of shopping your own closet, I think mm-hmm. that there's some ways to kind of get outside of your, this is the yeah. same thing I wear all the time rut, which I for sure sometimes fall mm-hmm. into. Absolutely. And that's when I get those urges like you're describing mm-hmm. to just run out and buy mm-hmm. something. It's because I'm tired of what I'm, yeah the mm-hmm. outfits that I'm wearing every day. And that's so. how you can get those 30 wears is yeah. trying to be creative with what so. you have. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What other tips do you have for those of us that want to, um, you know, be a little more mindful mm-hmm. about either what we're wearing or where we're getting it from? And you guys, you just did an episode on consignment tips, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a week behind, so I, I, <laughs> I haven't been traveling as much this week, so <laughs> I haven't caught up on all my shows. Yeah. But that would be a great one to click. We'll reference yeah. that to um, just for some of your favorite tips for consignment. Um, and I love shopping. So that's the thing of like consignment thrift swap is kind of got to have to enjoy it a little bit to find the deals that I find Mm -hmm. with consignment. So there's a difference between consignment and thrift. Mm -hmm. So you're thrifting, you can probably find that Ralph Lauren plaid shirt that I found for $5. I paid like, 25 or 34. I can't remember. Um, but it was at a consignment store and that's more curated at a consignment store. You don't have to dig as much. So I'm willing to pay a little bit more consignment shops. So I always think it's important when you're doing that to realize don't expect your thrifting prices at a consignment store. Cause they're taking the time to pick out things that Mm -hmm. are less than three years old and only things that are of the quality or, you know, like you Mm -hmm. said, they haven't been loved quite as much. Yeah. And even just the shopping experience. I mean, they sort Mm -hmm. by sizes and seasons and they will, you know, the stores themselves are maybe, you know, just aesthetically Mm -hmm. like a little bit like, and by the way, I also love thrift shopping. And so that's not a knock on it, but it's just a very different different experience. So we've thrown brands under the bus, which <laughs> what do you have any brands that you like to recommend or that we oh, yeah. can sort of go to, um, you know, as, as a place to start mm-hmm. with that journey. And then I know you guys research all the time. You're researching different brands and yeah. you're, I, you're digging in deep, but <laughs> right. you can do the work for us and just exactly. tell us where to go. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Hit us up with a few of those. So we're talking about plaid shirts. This is one of my new favorite companies. I don't have anything from them, but I cannot wait to get a plaid shirt from them. They're called Tom Kelly and they just have beautiful plaid shirts and ethically made. They're ethically made in the U.S. For men and women. Mm-hmm. Men and nice. women, which men are harder to find ethical clothes for. I bet. So yeah. my husband shops at Patagonia all the time because mm-hmm. we love Patagonia. They're great big company that has done a lot of things really well. Right, right. So, and they're like hitting all three of those kind people, kind animals, kind of the planet. Nice. And they also have, speaking of Patagonia, they have a worn wear, which is kind of like consignment for Patagonia. Really? So you can go and buy used Patagonia on their website. Oh. Ooh, yeah. that's great. I no and I actually, um, I got just on the topic of this particular brand, and then I want to hear more brands. I was at... Um, exporting goods mm-hmm. so immediate so uh, i like if you follow the news you know that they have made the decision not to sell um automatic weapons okay. i think in their stores mm-hmm. anymore that happened last year mm-hmm. don't i'm i probably said that wrong people who That's know okay. things about things but anyway enough. i'm a big believer in shopping with your dollars and so or voting with your dollars <laughs> obviously you have to shop with your dollars <laughs> 
better if you don't shop with dollars. But um, <laughs> so I just Those showed up dollars. and was like browsing <laughs> mm-hmm. the sporting goods store because my kids needed tennis shoes and whatever. And I wanted to make a little bit of a personal statement mm-hmm. about my support for that um, stance. So I was there. They had a Patagonia jacket. It was on the rack and it had a rip in it, just like a straight up rip. And so it was something crazy, like $20, like, and nobody mm. was buying it. It was, it was my son's size. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just, but like the fluff was coming out. Yeah. And so I bought it for $20 and took, and w- went and just like sewed it up yeah. because it's crazy that like this amazingly well-made yeah. popular brand, right. ethically made, whatever jacket is now apparently worthless because a hanger yeah. caught it, Crazy, you know, so deal of a deal anyway I love it. well i that's didn't know awesome. that you could do that on their website too yeah. so good to know okay yeah um we all right them. so patagonia check that and tom what was the tom, first one tom tom kelly we'll tom link kelly. all these up in our show notes too mm-hmm. so Great. yeah and tom kelly went through um this kind of like ethical fashion school that's for well folks like myself that someone day want to make their own brand but more for like folks like them that they have this wonderful idea how do we do it ethically mm-hmm. and it's called factory 45 and actually factory 45 is coming out november 1st with their own marketplace mm-hmm. so all these brands that have gone through their ethical fashion school mm-hmm. are selling their brands on their website it's called wow. market 45 okay i cannot wait because yeah. all brands like Veta Capsule also went through Factory 45 and Tom Kelly and some beautiful brands. Wonderful. Oh, so. That's a good kind of like one-stop shop for yeah. a lot of different, you know, I'm sure they're all a little bit different style-wise. So mm-hmm. I need to check that out too. Now, when is that coming out? You said? November 1st. Okay, so a couple weeks. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm so excited to see. She has a, you can sign up to get all the news for it nice. on her email okay. list. So, um, Noonday Collection is like the leader in yeah. jewelry and accessories. We name dropped them a couple of weeks ago just by sheer coincidence. Yeah, talking I, about home home party. That was one, that was of, one of the home uh, the parties yeah. I posted was a noonday party. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. Love them. And they're just so dignifying and empowering to women and I just love their Instagram and even when Jessica's talking about well, I was being a strong woman. That a guy I went to high school with actually uh-huh. or did I tell you too yeah. because we were talking about it. We should get him on the show. Still, he would do it. Okay. Do you need me to co-host that day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I bet he'll come home and visit his family at Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to call him. <laughs> anyway. And I, I adore him because he works with a lot of strong women. And that mm-hmm. takes a lot of personal strength, I think, for men. That can he hung work out with, with all of us in high school. Listen, yeah. he's used to it. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. He goes, like, I was an ambassador for them for about a year and going to their big shine conference. And there's all these like literally strong women, with strong personalities. Mm-hmm. And he's right there up yeah. on stage. The only man in the room. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. It's so, great. um, brass clothing oh, is a great okay. clothing company. I have a dress from them and okay. it's very high quality and, I love Usually all these new brands I've never heard of. I know, I'm like, me too. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of these shop. are brand new to me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then Everlane is kind of like the leader in transparency and kind to the planet kind of people, yeah. all of that. So, And I have a few pieces from mm-hmm. Everlane, and they are very high quality. Mm-hmm. The fabric is great. Like, they, I mean, I... I well, that's for those because I don't yeah. know that, but it's really good quality clothing. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not as expensive. Yeah, it's so. it's doable. I mean, it's, yeah. it's at that point where it's like it's probably a little more than maybe like think a about it for gap sure. kind of, you know, price right. point. But again, the quality is so much better. Yeah. And it's, they're just a really You can get, quality. I think, a cashmere sweater for 60 bucks, mm-hmm. which maybe I've been in the ethical world too much. That seems like a really great deal. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. It's like, like you said, kind of that cost per wear that, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to pill? Is it going to wear out? How you know much are you going to get to wear it? And yeah, I think it's a, that's a good company that's um, attainable sort right. of for most budgets, I would guess. And they, their jeans. So producing denim takes a lot of water. And so talking about being kind to the planet. They have a whole process, their factory that makes their jeans is able to do it very environmentally conscious. Mm -hmm. They don't use as much water. So actually Levi's, 
They are pretty ethical as well. Okay. Um, they're jeans and they actually have a line of jeans that conserve a lot of water when they're making it. Good so random knowledge. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and so what about, and I didn't put this in the show notes, so I'm sorry if I'm putting it on the spot. What about kids clothes? Are there any, we did an episode a couple weeks ago about hand-me-downs and we talked a lot mm-hmm. about that being a great, like my poor kids clothes are like falling apart by the time and they're literally the fourth child to wear them yeah. a lot of the time. But um, are there any brands and kids clothes that are sort of heading that direction that you would recommend? And did I just put you on this? You did because actually. (laughs) I just thought of it. (laughs) Oh, right. We didn't talk about that. No, that's a great question. It just is so expensive to buy kids Mm -hmm. ethically made clothes that it's a harder industry. That industry is going to be hard to grow because Mm -hmm. it has to be so, so much more expensive. Yeah. And then you're buying so much for your kids. So. We're consignment all the way yeah, at my house yeah. for <laughs> Well, for kids and even clothes. like you said, the Patagonia kind of online. Wear, like yeah. Those are kids' jackets, vests. Mm-hmm. You know, I we have a few things, you know, a few of those that those yeah. wear like iron. And again, I think my three-year-old is the fourth child to be wearing yeah. the jacket that we wear, you know, when we do that. So, And, you know, going back to Everlane, they have what they call choose what you pay, yes. which is their sales. And they totally suck me into it yeah. because you can choose and they'll tell you like, if you pay $30 for this, it's just at cost, but you can choose to pay $40 and it covers some of their like office expenses, right. expenses. If you choose to pay 45, you pay, you know, at cost plus a little office and then a little bit of growth for the company. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. Well, I really want to invest in a company yeah. that's doing these things that are close to my heart. Maybe I should pay 45 yeah, instead of 30 dollars. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And they'll do you at Black Friday, which is a whole other thing of mm. ethics on Black Friday. Sorry. Yeah. No. Sometimes when you I can bring light to something go with you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't I usually don't Black Friday shop because of that because I'm like I don't know that or okay. How is this so cheap? Yeah. And then they're trying to get that, that frenzy that, in you that going. That working. Yes. That the people are working. Yes. That's what I feel like is yes. a summer about that. Oh. I, I can get really <clears throat> preachy on this yeah. one. So no, I, I will do some in. online Cyber Monday <laughs> yeah. shopping. But usually yeah. that's like Chris, pre-Christmas. Uh-huh. You know, I'll get mm-hmm. stuff with the kids. or you know, Yeah, for sure. Okay. I tangent. love online shopping mm-hmm. as much as the next person. Yeah. yeah. I cannot handle the stores that are opening at six o'clock on Thanksgiving yeah. to start selling cheap TVs. Sure. Like I just can't even no. yeah. with that. And who has time to go stand in that line? That's what I'm just Ugh. like. Yeah. Wow. It is. Okay. Bookmark <laughs> this topic. Cause yeah. it really is. I, I so let Future me just tell you, I, cause I can't stop. I, cause down. I can't yeah. stop myself. The people <laughs> that do that, I'm told like my, my, cause I have friends that mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's like a thing that they do. It's like a real right. family tradition. Like yeah. they'll, eat their meal and then they'll Go you know make a big thermos of hot chocolate and all the sisters will get together and they'll have their lists and it's like a fun experience for them and I respect that and I get that I just think it can wait 24 hours right. it can be 24 hours later because the yeah the clerk that I warned you get I get preachy but yes somebody is there somebody's there opening the doors mm-hmm. somebody is a working security Mm-hmm. Um, somebody is giving up their Thanksgiving to do that and they're probably getting paid like nine dollars an hour right. to do it. So then my head really... goes, but who made that TV and how much were they right. paid yeah. for you to get it at that cost? <laughs> Sorry, I'm terrible. High five. <laughs> yeah, we need, yeah, we need you for the deep dive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. But um, Everlane actually, what they do is on their Black Friday, so they don't do sales on Black Friday, but everything that they sell on Black Friday, or I think maybe even through Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. they will pick like a cause for one of their factories overseas. Wonderful. And like, I think last year they made, are they, with all the proceeds from Black Friday, they got new helmets for all of the folks that work at the factory in Vietnam. Because everybody uses their mopeds and motorbikes to get to work. Cool. So making sure that everybody had proper. I love that. 
Okay. That's what do you a call good it? Excuse to shop. Well, and now like it's all turned like Black Friday through Cyber Monday, really all just yeah. this one it just big mush blends of together. It's frenzied shopping. Mm. So I don't know, you know, which day, but I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So all right. Well, okay. How about any any last tips we missed in all of our tangents? <laughs> I think starting with just a few things. So we've talked about fashion. You've got like chocolate and coffee and there's a whole like gamut that you can choose from. Sure. So fashion is so overwhelming. Maybe start with like, can I consignment shop for this first? Mm-hmm. But then can I switch my coffee to fair trade coffee or direct trade coffee? So you're not taking on, you don't have to take on the commitment that I've taken to sure. it. Um, but maybe all your chocolate comes from, you know. Which all is, your chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> all your chocolate and coffee. Yeah. yeah. So, and chocolate and coffee you can get at Reese's. You can get it at your local stores. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a, that's how our family jumped into ethical purchasing was okay. coffee. That's a great way to start. And it's a lower cost investment, you know, mm-hmm. as far as just a, you know, a couple dollars a week or whatever. Yeah. So um, we went coffee, then chocolate, then are my jewelry and accessories, not my husband's jewelry yeah. and accessories, but, and then my clothes and then my husband is just now starting to get into it. Mm-hmm. So we're about five or six years into this whole process. Okay. I like, so, that's a good way there? to think of it. Like baby steps, you know, mm-hmm. just sort of don't feel like you have to just go revamp your whole closet and yeah. life right now. But other than clothing and chocolate and coffee, are there any sort of like things that we would be surprised to know? Now that you say that, chocolate makes sense, but that wouldn't have occurred to me mm-hmm. as something to watch for. Mm-hmm. Are there any things that we're buying on a daily basis um, that we're just maybe not even thinking about whether they're ethically sourced or not? Yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a mil- I feel bad for your listeners that I'm about to say. <laughs> what I'm about to say, so your phones are actually like... The small material, the mining that goes into our phones, it's so all of pretty much all of our phones are unethically made. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a company in Europe. It's called Fairphone. It's trying to work on how to get an ethically sourced smartphone. It's just like the little mining that goes into it. Lots of child labor. You're like fish. The UN says 71% of child labor is in agriculture. So you're like fishing industry and farming and stuff there's a lot of child labor in so it's overwhelming yeah i know because i guess in that way and that's maybe where this topic becomes adjacent to buying local and things like that Mm -hmm. because we know for example and this is not not to suggest you shouldn't buy amazing products like noonday that are made you know ethically made overseas by by people but especially when it comes to food you know we know that the u.s has pretty strict labor practices mm-hmm. and you know you can generally assume that yeah. you know um child labor is not put into practice on mm-hmm. most fishing boats or fish yeah. farms in sure. america so when you um are looking that's one thing you can do right is look mm-hmm. for sort of a country of origin and just so at my level of knowledge which is very l- low to none um i can look at uh you know where something's made and mm-hmm. kind of already start to understand whether or not yeah. I know that there's really strong regular, like if it's a good regulatory mm-hmm. environment. Right. Example. Yeah. So. And that's a place where I started too with my clothes was, could I buy made in the U S but yeah, even like the, your food, there are lots of restaurants in Tulsa that source locally, which right. is a great, you feel a little bit better. And that's where it gets so overwhelming. Like if you're thinking about, Oh my gosh, my phone that yeah. I'm holding in my hand right now is yeah. it's so overwhelming. But just knowing like if we can push the needle forward mm-hmm. on this whole topic, if we just are all a little bit more aware and any way we can support this company in Europe that's trying to figure that's out how to do it in a better way. But with your dollars. So, yeah. <laughs> and, shop right. with and shop with them. And shop with them. You can get arrested if you don't. <laughs> this is your public service announcement for the day. All right. Well, thank you, Kara. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, my and pleasure. Everybody tune in to Cultivated Conversations as well. We will link up and um, check them out for even more detail on, you know, laser focused on some of these topics yeah. week by week. So thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks, ladies. Thanks. Bye.